Hello and good day to you, my beautiful friends. I do hope you are well. Welcome to episode 12 of Crossbutton VR, a beginner's journey into PSVR 2, a show for those who want to share in our newcomers' enthusiasm for the world of VR. I am your host, Laurie, but before we get started with the show, as ever, I would like to remind everyone that we are part of the Cross Players. So if you enjoy what you hear, please do check out our other podcasts. Now, once again, I am joined this week by my fellow VR noobs, Ben and Alex. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Trying to, trying to mirror your energy, Laurie. You sound very, yeah, well. very excited today. <laughs> I am excited. I am, I am excited. It's the end of the week. It's been a, it's been a long one. He <laughs> says, says putting a beer to his lips. Yeah. Mm. It's a big <sighs> beer as well, isn't it? This one. Lovely. A pint. Good. Well, right. so you, you are both well, though. Ben, yeah, you've got really over well. your, your illness from last week. Yeah, I think it was just a couple of sneezes. So nothing to worry about. Not that you gave a flying fuck anyway. <laughs> no, I Where's it gone? <laughs> no, way, okay. That's, that's good. Well, we've got a packed show, haven't we, tonight? We've got a packed show. We're um, just going to cover off a bit of what we've been playing. And then we are going to treat all of our listeners and viewers to a lovely interview with one of the developers of Walkabout Mini Golf. Uh, it goes by the name of JP, a senior software engineer at Mighty Coconut. So we've got that coming up. And then last week for our competition, we asked people to submit their questions. And we have uh, we got a great response from people. We have chosen a winner, uh, our favourite. And I think it's the plan. We're going to just, just cover that one off. And if we see if there's time, we might do some more as well. But there were so many. I think we're actually going to save uh, some of them for future future episodes. Maybe next week's episode, just because we want to give uh, them time to give them proper answers actually because there are mm. good questions and they need good answers absolutely good okay so if we start off then with what we've been playing i'll go first just very quickly and i'd like to talk about uh, another fisherman's tale which is a game that has been released uh today so it's out now by the time people are, are, read, are listening or watching almost said reading this <laughs> no one's <laughs> reading this well, maybe <laughs> Hi, ben. If you're up for transcribing the whole episode, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't understand me for, for the transcription. So. No, so the software, just a little <laughs> bit of inside baseball. The software we use does do automatic transcription. Oh, well, there you go then. So someone can be it, reading it. It doesn't have a clue what Alex is saying. <laughs> <laughs> gets to Alex's part and just goes... <laughs> <laughs> So, unfortunately, we can't do that. Sorry. Programmed by a very Englishman. It's, a, it's yeah. anti-Scottish. It's like, oh. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, okay, so another fisherman's tale. Then. I've forgotten where I was now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm about an hour or so into it, and it's really good. It's another really good VR game that makes you just play it and be wowed and find stuff that's really cool and innovative and a fun idea so it's really and bear with me because this is a really tough one to explain to people um you are uh, play the part well initially at least of a um a fisherman wooden puppet type thing and you can your head can be detached and you can throw it around to get a view and it's kind of a puzzle solving you're in puzzle rooms basically you have to find your way out of each environment you're in and uh, into the next part so you're you wash up on a beach your your ship crash lands um uh, you wash up on a beach and your body's all been broken up 
So the first thing you have to do, you have to put your body back together again so your controllers can control the hands and they can scuttle around independently like little uh, things from Adam's family, which is very, very funny and charming. So you can steer them around like the little race cars. Um, so you have to use your hands to put your body back together again and you put your head back on your on your body. And if you need to, at other parts of the game, you can throw your head up to a higher vantage point to be able to see things and see where you need to direct your hands to. So it's, it's, it's really clever so your hands can go and unlock doors and stuff for you or go and collect things from around the beach. Um, and your hands are hands and you can pick and grab things up. But then there are other things you can do with your hands. And at one point you get in a little scuffle with a crab and you end up swapping a hand for a crab's claw. And then you can use that to, to snip things rather than grabbing things. Um, and then a bit later on you find a hook um, from a dead pirate. And so you can use that to hook onto things. And then you can have several hooks mm. and it turns into a bit of a horizon call of the mountain type game where you are climbing up walls of your hooks. So it's completely mad puzzles that you can just change your hands into different tools basically um to interact with the environments so that's cool in itself but then it just kind of pulls the curtain away and there's this big reveal and this isn't really spoiling anything because it has this in the psn blurb so i'm not spoiling anything here um it, it turns out that you're actually navigating these models that are in someone's basement and it retells the story of this this fisherman and his his daughter and how, how he kind of how he met his his wife and they had a kid together and you're in the basement playing as the kid and you're almost like you're packing up the basement and you're unboxing all of these models that you're then playing with your the kind of toy toy soldier versions of your your, your mm. father's old model and pirate models and stuff where you're navigating them around these these models and so you're you're kind of at one point you're in the basement and then other points you're in the in the models themselves experiencing them as if they're real environments in vr um but then from the second level onwards you can see outside of the environments and you can see the basement as well so it's a real kind of fourth wow. wall breaking really clever really intelligent so at one point you're stuck in the the belly of a of a cargo ship or a kind of pirate pirate ship and the mm. part you need for it is in the basement so you end up walking out of the set basically out of the model find the bit you need and then you walk back into it and and you use that to solve a puzzle so it's so mind-bendingly clever and fun wow. and and the graphics when you're in when you're in the models they're quite cartoony and, and model-like but when you are in the basement it's almost photorealistic it's this fantastic graphics it looks really good and there's like really nice lighting in it and so it's a real um disconnect and it, it really convinces you okay i'm in the model but i can see out into into a real space and so when you're in that in vr i got it it's, it's really hard to explain the the impact and the 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 wow factor that that, that brings to it all it does sound incredibly weird not weird but intriguing like i think i, I I, I can understand the words that you're telling me, but I can't visualize it. And I think yes. this is this is the problem with VR, isn't it? Like, <laughs> well, so... I'll try and get a gameplay video of it because I think if if you saw a chapter or two of this, and you'd get it. But the, mm. the it's constantly you're being retold the story. The the Bob, the fisherman, he's telling his story, and the the narration on it is brilliant. Um, his the voice actor is is doing a brilliant job, um, and he's telling the story, and you're learning it's almost like his true life story is being retold in this kind of fantasy pirate so it's a bit like big fish if you've seen that film where you're trying to say okay these these stories have all been embellished and these tall tales that your your father told you about his child and how he met your mother but there is the truth to it and you're trying to work out okay so the truth to this is probably much more boring but you in the way that parents and people do they kind of embellish these stories and make them all exciting and they tell their kids yeah. these grand adventures they go on so there's a bit of a kind of 
almost like a kind of, I don't know, it feels a bit like Edith, Edith Finch in that you are learning the story of these people's lives and things through the medium of this. And so there's, like I say, I'm describing, I'm probably not doing a very good job of it, but there's so much going on, but it just does it so elegantly and, and, and cleverly and so charmingly with its presentation, its voice acting, its music. Um, yeah, I'm in really, uh, excuse a pun, hooked. Um, <laughs> God, I can't believe you both laughed at that. <laughs> we didn't laugh. We weren't a, laughing with you. It was a pity laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I think it's you've done a better job of selling it than the trailer because I watched the trailer a couple of days ago, and I, it was very. It's quite confusing because it does show that juxtaposition between the kind of real world and this almost like toy world as well. And it did. I don't. It didn't sell me on it. But this, what you've described, sounds. It sounds really good. Um, how does it control? Is it kind of like a just free, control, free yeah. roam? No. Yeah. It's there is teleport uh, movement or free movement as well as you're mm. moving around the model environments. Um, the controls can be are a bit fiddly trying to because you have to sort of fire your hands off that's the other thing your hands are kind of attached to your body by string so you can kind of throw them and then retract thing retract them back you can just throw them to grab something and then hold a button and then pull them back in again and that i do find that is quite fiddly and i think it's something that once you get the hang of once your brain gets the knack of okay that button to throw then press it then pull it back um it'll hmm. get it'll get easier but that, that the controls is a bit a bit awkward but you can there's other times where it works a bit like moss because if you throw your head up to a high place you can then move your body around and you're looking down on the on the model from a, a vantage point and then you can still move your body around still but then while you're doing that you can also then still throw, throw your hands so you have to kind of work out the angles and it's it's all a bit confusing so yeah but it doesn't matter because if you get it wrong you just retract it and try again so you can kind of try and error your way through the through the puzzles um, and part of it is probably just me being an idiot not getting stuff quickly enough well Onto the wish list it goes. Um, I've actually, tale. I, 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 I have bought this. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Just now. I thought you did a good job on me, but that's amazing. No, I, I, no... I, I, I haven't played it, but I had picked it up because I'd heard so many good things about the first one. Um, mm. that this was a game that when it was coming, I'm like, I really want to play this. So, I, I should point out, there's no real link to the first one in terms of a story i think it's very different this one it's much more it expands quite a lot on what the first one does the first one is much more a series of puzzle rooms um, and there is a bit of story to it but i don't think that story has anything much to do with this one as, as far as i know um, from what i've read about it anyway so it's another fisherman isn't it it's not it's i think it's the same um, fisherman but yeah it's, 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 there's no it's just another one to, of his tales you don't need to have played that one misleading one. um <coughs> And that is nineteen ninety nine uh, or fifteen ninety nine until the twenty eighth of May if you have PlayStation Plus, so you can get a twenty percent discount. Takes it down to fifteen ninety nine. I will revisit it with a proper review um, on a future cool. episode. But... Wonderful, sounds good. And then, what else have we been playing, chaps? What else have we been playing? I think there's only <laughs> there's only one other thing, isn't there? Yes. Mm. What what else could it be? It's I mean, that game that we won't shut up about. <laughs> yes. But it's that damn good. Yeah. Walk about mini golf, of course. Right? Who would like to? Uh, yeah. I mean, we gush we gushed about it for a good half an hour <laughs> last, last week, week yeah. um, and nothing has changed really. I still feel just as enthusiastic about it. It's great seeing now that it's come out. There's more people playing it. 
loving it. The attention it's getting on social media is richly deserved. Um, Alex and I played a little bit on stream last night, about an hour and a half, a couple of rounds. Um, stream of two halves? It was a stream of two halves. Alex dominated in the uh, the first round. Um, and I mean, I capitulated on a couple of holes, got like reached the shot limit. Um, which was, I mean, Alex found that hilarious. Um, <laughs> a wee bit embarrassing. Yeah. And then, uh, and then pulled it back in the second one because uh, yeah. this, this, the second course we played was like, um, like ice creams and sweets. I couldn't and control myself. And he was just so distracted. Going, Ooh, ice cream. Kid in a sweet shop. Ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> like ice cream. Uh, so, um, so that was good. So, yeah. We, we missed you though, Laurie. It would have been. I think it's one of those games. It's like the more the merrier. Yeah. Great yeah, by yourself. Even better with two people, but you add a third, fourth, fifth into the mix. I feel like one. if you play it on your own, when I can play it on my own, it's like, right, I am going to nail this shot. And when you're in a group, you don't really don't care, care so much, do no, you? It's more no. about having fun. Um, but it, when I thought, I thought more about it since we spoke last week. And it's really made me feel, because we always met up in person quite recently. And it's a great way in a game to recreate that kind of easy relaxed kind of i don't use the word banter but that kind of relaxed joshing each other where you're in a group of friends and when you it's like you can translate i've never had a multiplayer game that sort of translates that kind of experience of just joshing about with your mates into a game it's almost even funnier when you're on the driving range and all the bits beside each other because you're like you're just kind of not paying attention to what anyone else is doing but you're still (laughs) just kind of chatting away like so it's yeah, and then you look around and you're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's there. He's still there. It's the sort of classic thing as well. You do when you go on holiday on like a lad's holiday. It's like, oh, there's a mini golf course. Let's just go around that and we'll do, kind of, <laughs> we'll do shots or something. So that you, uh, it's, yeah, it's that kind of thing. It's that playing it online uh, with you guys it's that has that same feel. So, But, yeah, we really must get a a, a bigger tournament in the, in the mix, especially with it being cross-play. We know some people that have got it on Quest as well, so yeah. And it shouldn't be too hard in our Discord because there's lots of people talking about it now, which is great to see everyone that's on there. So if you haven't joined our Discord yet, and I imagine there'd be lots of people listening who are playing this and think, oh, I'd love to have someone to play this with, or I'd like to see what they're talking mm. about. Please do jump in. Anyone can join our Discord. Anyone can get a game together. Um, I think Alex and Ben, at the very least, would always be up for a game every night. <laughs> this right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be good to... Uh, and it's always nice to, to chat to people and stuff and apologies in advance if we are just very slow and just end up spending most of the time looking for hidden golf balls. That's yeah. the fun. That's the fun. Sure. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's, there's your segue. The segues yeah. right themselves. Yeah. It's almost like we planned this, Ben, isn't it? It's almost like we <laughs> planned it. Um, so we have, uh, well, we have just concluded an interview, which we're going to play now uh, in the episode with uh, JP a senior software engineer here at Mighty Coconut. And he was very kind to spend uh, a bit of time telling us about his experience of working on the game uh, and how the release has landed on PSVR 2. So, enjoy. So, JP, first of all, massive congratulations on the uh, PSVR 2 release. How does that feel? It feels fantastic. Uh, Weight off the shoulders and a very smooth launch and very... uh, very happy and, and thankful for all the great reviews we're getting so far. So we're about, I think, yeah, about a day and, and four hours since launch. I'm counting the hours, every hour, more and more <laughs> secure that we've got no major issues with our uh, our port here. So yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And great launch. It, no problem. 
it's been great to see the build up because obviously we've been uh, we were lucky enough to get some early access to the game and having fun playing it and our our, our discord our, our community were, were clearly really into it and over the last day or two it's really exploded the uh, number of people that are talking about it and excited about it like no other game that we've seen so far for psvr2 so it's really landed with an impact yeah, so congratulations you. Yeah, we got uh, our marketing director and our social uh, media team blowing up our slack with all the the great reviews and love and reddit <laughs> it's just it's amazing and fantastic and our marketing director is like here's just some of the quotes from today and we'll be posting more when they come in tonight so uh yeah no just huge thanks to everybody who's you know a fan and playing and supporting think, us and yeah so i think it helps as it's such a great game to share on social media the amount of shots that we've got of each other just pulling off really good shots or fluffing a shot and just swearing <laughs> it's just it makes really great great <laughs> stuff to share on social media so it's kind of i imagine from your your social media team they've done a pretty easy job actually <laughs> they're pretty thankful uh, the game just yeah, kind of shares no, itself right definitely the, uh, the playstation's ability to to just share videos and and uh, screenshots straight to twitter and and likewise definitely uh, a fantastic thing to have just built into the system that you're building for so yeah they're they're very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's just kind of like infinitely memeable, isn't it? Like we're just turning memes, turning ourselves into memes in our little community just by being <laughs> terrible at this game, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. Um, I was going to say speak yeah. for yourself, but um, I think we had oh. I think we had a fair, a fair <laughs> slice of both being terrible last night at different points. So yeah, absolutely. But how does it feel for you, JP? Like at this stage, because obviously you've you've got that huge build up, and then the game's out. Like the the work doesn't stop, but there must be an element of like, ah, okay, it's out, it's okay. It's, it's held together. It feels How does great. That feel? Yeah, no, uh, I think you, you put it into the best sound effect you could right there. It's just that sigh of relief. <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, talking back to our marketing director, David, he was reaching out and says, how are we feeling about the port? And he said that the night before we're going out. And I, I felt really good. We, Like you guys said, we had reviewers in there. We had some beta testers and uh, there's a lot of good stuff and some good feedback. So we got patched in for day one. Um, but you just don't know what you don't know. And, uh, there's there are mm. a good number of moving pieces when it comes to a PlayStation um, build and port, um, and because they've got a lot of mm. you know kudos to Sony, you know they want high quality games going on their platform and making sure everything's uh, up to their standards. So yeah, you know I told them I feel as good as I can feel. We've done everything that we can uh, to make this <laughs> the best launch we could possible. And yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, it went live. I was checking all regions, uh, you know, America, Europe, Asia, Japan, and make sure our pricing's right, our store's looking good. You know, no one's having any major issues. And yeah, yeah. So definitely a huge sigh of relief. I definitely have some adrenaline still pumping in me. But good. Uh, but yeah, just really, really happy with how it's gone so far. Nice. And how's that? Because um, you joined the team at Mighty Coconut in what August yep. 2022. So how's that? I guess you've been pretty deeply involved in the whole PSVR2 porting yeah. process. How has that been? And the, I guess the the challenges that you've faced and then the possibilities that the new hardware's opened up, if you could just touch on those. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I've, uh, I started with uh, Mighty Coconut in August of 2022. Uh, so I think it's about 10 months, uh, roughly, or maybe 11 uh, that I'm at right here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's been great. Definitely the PSVR2 board has been my main project after doing uh, some work on the UI 
uh, and refactoring some of that um, when it came in in August, September last year. But yeah, no, it's definitely been, uh, it's been a good process. Like I said, the porting to PlayStation is, uh, they set the bar high and, uh, you know, but I think we, we did a really good job as a team communicating with Sony. They were fantastic uh, on all parts along the way. So there's definitely some features that we had to implement that we haven't had to do for other platforms, uh, specifically call it like their cross-platform um, you know, policies that Sony has, making sure that you're able to mute people or block people, able to um, see people's PlayStation online IDs and such. And um, so, you know, definitely a lot of things there. We also had to create achievements or trophies rather for PlayStation. We didn't have that prior to the port. So uh, we had to tackle that. But yeah, no, there's definitely um, also there's the uh, uh, activities that the PS5 has. So you can kind of like quick launch into multiplayer. So just kind of all these little yeah. pieces here, but uh, on the positive side or on the easier side of things, you know, walkabout, we've been supporting Quest One. So in terms of performance challenge, I've had to do a, a port uh, in the past for uh, Final Assault uh, on which came out on PC VR mm. and bring that down to the PSVR One on PS4 Classic uh, was a much bigger challenge when it came to performance optimization. So um, that was a piece mm. of cake. Uh, and on top of that, you know, Transferring that next question you're saying there of what are we getting out of the PSVR 2 uh, and the PS5? A whole handful of things. You know, that PS5 is a beast. Uh, we're getting, you know, and the headset is fantastic as well. Getting 110 degrees of freedom instead of the 90 that we get with the Quest 2. It just feels a lot more immersive there. Higher quality uh, OLED lens, uh, you know, because of the PS5, we're able to push higher texture resolution, you know, and, and richer lighting and just... It's, it's just a much more immersive experience, um, you know, that we are able to pull off with the PSVR 2. Uh, and then as well, we've got the haptics yeah. that are, are coming through well on the, the sense controllers. We haven't taken advantage of the haptics on the headset yet. Uh, there's been some fun and funny ideas mm. of what we could do there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of uh, fighting game yeah, with so golf there's, clubs. There's, that's a great idea we'll see what we do there but uh yeah no overall just it's it's been really good and you know just shout out on the psvr2 compared to the psvr1 of just you know, got it behind me the single cable <laughs> i bet getting more in line with the standard for the controllers instead yeah. of the ones and so um i know there's huge love for the psvr1 so I'm just happy to see, you know, the PSVR 2 taken off uh, as well. It, it, it must mm. be great from a developer point of view to have those restrictions and being used to working with that and then to have all of that taken away and all those shackles removed and be like, as you said here, it's a beast. Go, go, go for it and just let let loose and see what you can do with uh, that. Oh, absolutely. Power. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and, and with that as well, yeah, just being able to to take that extra time that we would take into optimization and, and push into other areas is great. So absolutely. Yeah. Going back to that, mm. that controller, yeah. you know, the controller porting process was very straightforward and uh, we build off a of unity. So they've got some updates to their, their input management system. So that was a pretty nice a cakewalk uh, for us. So I was grateful for that. Nice. That's good. That's certainly one of the least painful porting uh, processes we've heard about but the, it sounds like the the hardware then and the you know you mentioned the haptics in the headset and the you've been kind of throwing ideas around about how you guys could use that um that kind of creative process that you go through what 
what does that look like? So for coming up with new courses, I mean, we've we've played a handful of the courses and they're all really imaginative, but how do you, I, I just can imagine just a team of people just in a room throwing silly ideas around until you eventually get one down, nailed down. Yeah, how no, does that that's work? That's a good question. Uh, well, I will say so. I'm, I am on the engineering side, so I'm not as much in the, the room that's deep conversation about that. We all do have a, a say and we have weekly team meetings where, you know, DLCs and future upcoming courses are discussed. But um, yeah, no, it is, it takes about, uh, I'd say nine to tw- 10 months uh, for a course to get fully completed. So we have a number of courses uh, that to the untrained eye would look like, oh, these are all ready to go. Uh, but at each, we've got a, a great pipeline, great production uh, process over at Mighty Coconut where, you know, we've got the uh, set decoration going on in one course while we've got the lighting going on in another. You know, we've got the initial gameplay for alpha testing going on in another. And, you know, then we've got it coming out the door uh, in, in marketing prep and things like that. So. Uh, at any one time, we're touching multiple courses with different uh, departments, which is uh, definitely a juggling act for a production mm-hmm. team. Uh, but they do a fantastic job. And yeah, so as far as what when it gets to me, um, working more well lately on the you know near release side of things, those conversations have been had. So I'm I'm getting to see the, the tail end of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, the course design and where that comes from is all over the place. You know, talking with our CEO Lucas Martel. Um, and, and our team behind that as well as, you know, you've got Arizona Modern, which comes with the base courses that's based off of, you know, the real world. Uh, and then you've got things based off of yep. uh, novels like the Jules Verne series, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Journey to the Center of the Earth coming out here in June 8th, um, you know, and then we've also got IPs. So Jim Henson's Labyrinth based off the movie yeah. there. And then uh, we've announced we're doing a partnership with Meow Wolf, uh, that interactive uh, art experience they've got in Santa Fe, uh, ooh, Santa Fe, I can speak here, Las Vegas, Denver. Yep. <laughs> it's all right. No uh, one in the UK has ever heard of Santa Fe anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, <anyway. laughs> just get challenged. Which state? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great how the, the courses do, they, they kind of start off quite grounded and they get more and more ex- extreme and imaginative. I can just imagine you've got kind of the programmers in your in your team who the, the, someone's come up with a great new idea for a course and they're like, oh, for Christ's sake, how am I going yeah. to build this? Do you, ever, do you ever have to just go, no, we no, can't do that. that. <laughs> just go away. Zero gravity, go mini golf. Yeah, how about that? It's just like, no, it doesn't I, work. I love that you guys <laughs> know that because I have experienced that. Uh, everybody <laughs> in engineering has experienced that but you know I, again uh, more kudos to mighty coconut uh lucas martel created uh the base version of walkabout so you know he's stepped more away and the team has grown uh very fast for the past two years since the initial release on quest uh from single digit to around 25 uh person headcount because um, mm. it's kind of gone from more of a game to like more of a platform now which is Mm. A great idea because it's the same way you can never get bored. Every time you go on holiday, you always find like a new mini golf course. You think, oh, yeah, it's, great. it's fun to try a new course and see new obstacles and things. So this, you, you're never not going to want to see new new courses. So it's a great way you can just constantly keep adding content. And people, I know certainly we're, we're always going to be up for trying new courses because it's just fun to see what, what you guys can come up with. So, yeah, but to Ben's point, does that create extra demands and pressures as to how far? Yeah, no. So yeah, remember my point here is with, you know, Lucas and and head management, knowing what it takes, they've done a really good job of not over pushing the team in terms of what we can get out the door. 
Uh, you can also mm. tell with each yeah. course there's something different we're trying to push the envelope in. So if you look at Atlantis, there's a lot of animation, a lot of sea life uh, and creatures. So that was a challenge for the animation team. Uh, and then you look at uh, Upside Town, where we've got the gravity changing there. And so that was something more on the engineering side that I had to get hit with. And then you got Temple at Zura, which our last DLC, you know, that is one of the larger scale scenes we had to do. So our tech art team with optimization and obviously our uh, art team in general and lighting uh, had challenges there. So, you know, again, just a really good job of making each department uh, have that opportunity to be challenged and push themselves uh, for a given course, but doing it in such a way that we're not overloading you know, one department with going, oh, we're going tech heavy, tech heavy, tech heavy for a course, uh, but still delivering something new yeah. this time. So I'd say personally, uh, you know, it hasn't been overwhelming, but we've also, again, like I said, with that increased headcount, we're able to bring on more people, more talented people and, and push the game in different ways. So it's been fantastic. That's awesome. It sounds like you've kind of got industrialized your process quite a lot. So you can just, it's almost like you've got that factory line nailed, which you know kudos to the team for that it must be well drilled and well organized um you also mentioned the obviously the license courses you've got i guess from your perspective like let's talk about your your ambitions and if you were you know if you in this sort of dream scenario what would be your like ultimate crossover if you could just go guys this is the course we're doing go go and make it happen this is what we're gonna do yeah be yours? Uh, Mine could would be definitely be Star Wars, uh, just because of how Damn. awesome the <laughs> environments we could do and the game mechanics we could, be, oh. you know, put behind that. Uh, of course, you know, Star Wars is is not a tiny IP to go after, uh, and licenses <laughs> for IPs aren't cheap. So uh, we definitely uh, no. are on a good track, continuing to grow our player base to be able to support something like that. But uh, yeah, that if there were no no things that we obstacles we had to overcome it would definitely be star wars for me now i'm just imagining a putter as a lightsaber that when you were sort of waving oh. around, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the sound effects that have come right into my head i can yeah. hear the sound track like some tie fighters flying by like yeah definitely there's been uh there's been star wars pinball fairly recently hasn't there so that's not like out of the realms of possibility I guess the, the the problem you'd have is like if it's only one course, you got to think the setting. Is it going to be on a planet? Is it going to be you know in the Death Star, Millennium Falcon? You, where you know it's almost like too much choice. You almost have to make an entire Star Wars mini golf yeah. game. But. Hey, I mean maybe maybe it's a grouping. Maybe it's a series like our Jules Verne we're doing here, where we do a couple of different courses based around. Yeah. It, but uh, sure. One yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah probably be better than the films as well um what was i gonna say the yeah getting back to that stuff uh you know just your kind of it sounds like you really enjoy what you do which is great um you sound like rightly you're proud of what you do as well what what's the one if you had to point to one thing about the game about walkabout mini golf that's made you most proud what would that be like something that you can look at and go yeah this is cool this is a cool yeah no that's a great question and uh absolutely true i'm i'm super blessed to to be working on something that you know i really enjoy and working at a place that i'm really happy and and with people that i really enjoy working with so uh yeah as far as the game 
I don't know, I don't know that feeling. I'm afraid. <laughs> but yeah, no, as far as the game, I mean, the game is, is really great. You know, it's, it's beautiful and immersive, but the community, the team, the, you know, the collaboration between that, uh, that makes me most proud, uh, to be honest. I mean, uh, and, and to be honest, if, if I did have to say something about the game, I'd just say, you know, our execution and, and really making sure we put out polished content um, and we're testing it before it goes out the door. So, and I know VR, you know, we're still uh, new uh, over the last decade or so. So, you know, we've got smaller studios like ourselves that aren't AAA that don't have the budgets to, to do massive testing, but huge kudos uh, to our QA team, you know, our release management team and, and making sure that, you know, everybody who's getting into the game is having a solid experience. And, and if they're not, they're able to talk with us about that. So I probably would pride myself the most on that. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Um, we actually we've got another question from the community. This is from Phil on our Discord. Um, he was asking, if you were to recreate another sport, another sports game, I guess, in VR, in a similar vein to walk about what sport would that be and why that is an interesting question now don't take my answer it is it's a tricky one isn't it for any uh, much weight here again reminder i'm not <laughs> oh here we go exclusive personal <laughs> opinion and no internal conversations have been had uh, at least with me involved uh, about such things so uh yeah, no i mean i always really liked the wii sports um you know i played a ton mm. of that when that stuff came out and yeah, man, I, honestly, it was a grouping of games. Uh, probably the easiest one. I I liked uh, Frisbee golf. <laughs> My dad, ironically, loved that. Yeah. But so I would probably say, you know, Frisbee golf and it'd probably be a not too much of a stretch. But uh, more so, I, I just like the Wii Sports kind of you go to a place and you can do all these different kind of mini activities. Uh, so kind of yeah. not exactly a straight answer, but that's what I would say. No, but that's that's a good idea. Like a compendium of different sports, and all of which are kind of it would have to be kind of easy to control as well. I think that's part of why Walkabout works so well is that it plays like mini golf plays in real life. So if you can transfer that to tennis and baseball and whatever else, that would work well. Sorry, Laurie, you were going to ask. Something. I was going to say, no, I was just going to say frisbee just scares me because I would definitely <laughs> smash my TV. I think if I was trying to, to throw frisbee, there's been a few near misses. Like mini golf, walkabout's great because it's a nice gentle game. There's no way I'm going to break anything. My well, there's some games that I have played that I have nearly smashed my my life fixture above my head. And you've clearly not been in the diving range yet, Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, true. That's dangerous. I almost I, I, fell over there last night. Yeah, I stood there just watching. I gave up and I was just watching Alex just swinging repeatedly, just trying to hit a particular target. That's where we need the eye tracking. We just need to be able to look at that target above the, the pirate ship and just hit it easily. That'd be nice. Um, okay, well, I think we're going we're to let you go in a second, JP. Last couple of questions from our side. Um, and you sort of talked about not giving anything away Uh as to what you're working on in the future, but you did mention you've got the DLC coming out the 8th yeah, of June, did you say? And what's, what is, is that DLC? To the center of the earth DLC. So I, I gotta say this one is, I, I'm constantly blown away by our art team, our tech art team, obviously our team as a whole can't talk uh, high enough praise to all of them, but 
yeah, I, I get asked a lot, like, what's your favorite course? And, you know, with us coming out with a new course every six to nine weeks here, it's hard not to love the newest one and uh, some of the cool new visuals mm. that come with it and, and some mechanics as well. So, yeah, I highly suggest checking out this this new one when it comes out. Apart Very from this cool. one, do you have a personal favorite of all the ones? You know, I'm then? split between two, and it's uh, Upside Town and Atlantis. Of course, I mentioned those earlier. I think, you know, Upside Town, mm. that different gameplay mechanic, uh, I know it's probably one of the more controversial ones because it, it kind of takes you away from that normal straight-down putting uh, experience. But I just really like, you know, us flexing our, you know, uh, creative muscles on that different gameplay element. And then Atlantis yeah. is just, oh, man, it just feels so immersive and, and transports me to a different place with all that uh life that's you know swimming around you in there so those two would probably be my favorite but, very cool yeah i was gonna say um, gonna plug and, a couple more things I, here uh, i'll give you guys some some more info um, yeah, yeah. we do have a, a pocket edition of the game coming out uh later this summer so a mobile version um which i'm super wow. excited oh, wow. about uh, I always talk about Acorn, I think is the name of the, the VR game, where you've got one person who's a tree and they're throwing acorns at squirrels and your friends are the squirrels on their phones. They're trying to get to your, under you and, and take them away or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, just obviously with VR, not everyone's going to have two headsets in their home. So to be able to have an option for people to mm -hmm. play, you know, all together in kind of like a party mode locally, um, I'm just really excited for that to come through. Yeah. JP, that sounds amazing. Oh. We have talked about that. Said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could play this? And we just said, oh, I, I guess that wouldn't be possible because no one has more than one VR headset. But it sounds like you're going to find a way to uh, uh, allow us to have some sort of party mode. So yeah, so, yeah that. that's that's awesome. And then uh, we've got announced, a, like I said, a partnership with Meow Wolf. Uh, so that DLC is going to be coming later this year. And, and that one is uh, trippy. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to look at that one as well, but. Yeah, six to nine weeks, that's what we're shooting for and keeping PlayStation uh, on par with all these releases for DLC as we're coming out with other platforms. <laughs> you want me to do it? <laughs> <laughs> you just said it! <laughs> I was copying you! I oh, you what a great guy it. that was! You just <laughs> was so well rehearsed, guys. So well rehearsed. <laughs> okay, uh, no, no. Right, we are recording, aren't we? Shit. Um, wow, what a great guy that was. <laughs> JP. <laughs> Lovely man. Nice guy. Nice guy. No, um, that, was, um, that was a really nice interview, I thought. It was really nice to someone who was genuinely heartfelt and was putting uh, yeah, putting himself out there and stuff. And he's kind of almost exposed a bit of the vulnerabilities about what it's yeah. like to, to come in, join a team, um, have that pressure of being responsible for porting a game to new hardware and all the things that, that go with that. Yeah, like an already great game. It's already one of the highest rated, certainly one of the highest rated multiplayer games in VR. To then have the pressure of going, oh, now you're going to put this on this new, brand new system from this prestige uh, publisher, hardware maker. It's kind of be, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. He seemed quite relaxed for someone under that amount of pressure. So, props, I'm just glad. To that he, I'm really glad he understood the importance of trophies, though. I mean, because yeah, I wouldn't. We didn't have time. I, I meant to ask him. We moved on too quickly. But I was like, oh, what? How does that process work? Of just, oh, what approach? What trophy should we do? What should we, yeah, having a blank page mm. and we've already got a game now, and we have to re we have to retrofit trophies into it. It must be. Oh, that's what I should. Do. I said, are you going to bring new trophies? We have a new course because that would have been a good one. 
Maybe we'll, we'll ask him that. Get him back on. Come on, call him up. Yeah, come back, JP. Poor question. You're, you're, you're not getting a tenner for that one, Alex. Oh. Afraid not. But yeah, lovely man, lovely insight. It was quite really good to hear, like how that PlayStation process worked to a certain extent. I mean, mm. and obviously a great deal of pressure, but it's nice to see the pride he has in what he's putting out there. And I think it's just, it sounds like an amazing studio to work for. It just seems like such a great community, like in terms of how he's yeah. put it across. They only have great studios in Austin. They never come out with bad games. Ben, <laughs> I, I resisted that joke. Come on. <laughs> I stole your joke that you were too chicken shit to say to him. <laughs> also, bodes well though for uh, PSVR 2 when he was talking about the, how almost kind of how fun it was to, Port stuff over and have that, that the shackles removed the and oomph, the freedom yeah. to that have that extra power. Um, it yeah. bodes well the fact that we it made it sound not easy but relatively straightforward and it's not like you're having to port it down to, to something. There's no limitations in that, so there shouldn't really be any uh, any barriers to bringing software across. Um, mm. Valve, for instance, <clears throat> um, you know, would like to yeah. like to see as many games as possible on PSVR two, and it sounds like the hardware makes that straightforward. So that's great. Just wait for the showcase. Just wait for the showcase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. Alex is making stuff up again. Mm. Alex, yeah, Alex. Alex Grubb. <laughs> Alex um, with a Y. Oh, yeah, that's so what you did there. Oh, oh Ben, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little look there. You go, oh, wait. <laughs> uh, good. Right, well, we have uh, a topic, reminder, we asked people for questions last week, but before we do that, I would just like to remind everyone, that if they would like to support us, please give this podcast a sub on the service you're using, and please do leave us a review too. I know we bang on about this every week, but it does make a huge impact. I think we realised this week, Ben, didn't we, that on if you've gone Apple Podcasts, we are now the um, top-rated PSVR2 mm. podcast. So thank you everyone for that is leaving a review so far. Yeah. Um, but we want to stay there. And we are the seventh rated VR in general podcast. If you just search VR in podcasts on Apple Podcasts, we are the seventh rated one, which is, or the seventh listed one. Um, Certainly in the UK, fantastic. yeah. Oh, which in the UK, great. which is, um, yeah, that's all that counts, right? Um, uh, well, 50% of our <laughs> listeners are in the US as well. So if are they? You, awesome. If you, oh, uh, yeah, if you're listening in the US, oh. you don't mind dropping us a little review that would be great as well and also join the discord because it's great to talk to people from outside the uk and outside of our bubble to hear other people uh are thinking but yeah we'd love to get from the seventh most uh popular vr podcast to the top the top of that listing or at least on the first page so please do um keep the keep the reviews and the subs coming in and please do follow us on twitter at cross button vr and also at the cross players and check out the crossplayers.com for links to all of our content and our discord and if you really want to show us the love, you can do so via patreon.com slash the crossplayers. Uh, us £2 a month for our beginners tier, and that helps us produce the show and gains entry into our lovely little WhatsApp group. Good. Now, Alex, over to you for the results of our question time competition. The results? Well, it's not really results, but we have picked a winner. Um, so... Congratulations to Slavon, who left us a comment and question on YouTube. So we have selected your question as the winning entry this week. So well done. We will be in touch with your PlayStation credit and hopefully Ooh. you'll put that towards Walkabout Mini Golf if you haven't read that as a prerequisite. <laughs> um, no, I, I joke. 
Um, but we have had a lot of questions, and as Laurie said at the beginning, we don't have time to go through them all tonight, but they do deserve the time of thought, and more, rather than rush through them and just give you a kind of off-the-cuff answer, we're going to spend the appropriate time on them, so we will bring them back over, maybe not all next week, but over the coming weeks, we'll spread them over, and we, we will answer your questions, we promise. Um, but hmm. Slav Ont's question was, if you could adapt or transform any existing video game on any platform into a VR game, what game would it be and why? Ben, asking you. Well, there can only really be one answer to this, and that is uh, Resident Evil 4. (laughs) 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 Uh, No, I'm joking. Um, Yeah, tricky one. There's, There's loads that would work really well. So in the interview with JP there, um, afterwards we spoke to him and he says he really enjoys playing um, Sea of Thieves. And I thought that's that's like first person perspective could work quite well in VR. But then I thought how sick kayak VR made me feel. Um, <laughs> and then just bobbing along on a boat. I thought, no. I probably uh, probably won't go for that. So my idea was something a little bit different. I tried to think not what everyone else would enjoy, just what I would enjoy, and that is Sayonara Wild Hearts. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah? would be a very nice experience in VR. It would, wouldn't it? It would be one of those kind of... Uh, yeah, it would be like in line with something like Res or... You know, Tetris is kind of that kind of vibe to it. The synesthesia, isn't it? That's what they call it. The, like the music and the, the visuals all combining. There was a game, there is a game that's a bit like that. I'm trying to think what it is now. Um, keep talking. Okay, have a think. Um, <laughs> I, I just, yeah. I, just I don't thought, think that's... it's particularly well reviewed or well regarded. So I don't think okay. you, should, you should pick that up. But, but yeah, go okay. on. Good to know. Um, yeah, I just thought... <laughs> I I love that game. I really enjoyed playing it on Switch. I think it would translate really well to VR, just because mm-hmm. it's a, it's more of an audio visual experience than a game. Almost like it's pretty hands off in terms of gameplay. You're on rails. Um, you know, there's a bit of kind of steering left to right, but there's nothing. But it's all kind of third person, so I don't think there'd be uh, high ratings on the vomit scale either. Um, and yeah, the music is incredible. It's one of my favorite game soundtracks ever um and it's yeah bright colors really yeah, it's just i can just absolutely picture that in vr and i think no that I, I i completely agree i can i can see that one working like particularly like because you've got all the bits where you're like throwing things and stuff and jumping from bits to bit, and mm. like a lot of that would just work seamlessly i mean i think that would just be a great few hours to sit and enjoy that I think so, and I was thinking. Runner, obviously, I think the inclination with these was to go right. What's a what's a first person game? Amazing AAA game that would translate well. But then I thought, actually, what would I enjoy? And I love this game, and it would just it would work so well in VR. So make it happen. That is that is my my response. How about you guys? Cool. Lordy, come to you next. Lordy looks like he might have frozen. So oh, might we might we may have we, we might have lost Lordy. Are you back, Lordy? I yeah. am back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am sorry. I keep you keep freezing for me as well. So, what 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 would your pick be, Lordy? Uh, I would go for Metal Gear Solid because that would be so cool, and not the new Metal Gear Solids. I want proper Metal Gear Solid One. Someone to remake that in VR, please, because that would be freaking awesome. Gear Ben. Um, 
Uh, I I've never played Metal Gear Solid. Me neither. So it's... <sighs> my god um, okay i played a are, bit of metal gear solid 2 you understand how it works right you like sneaking about looking around oh, hiding in boxes you're, you're, you're how am i co-presenting a podcast with people that never <laughs> played metal gear solid you're, you're a sneak aren't you have you ever played Silent Hill for wild hearts <laughs> yes <laughs> it was an apple arcade for a bit i just um, know it's got a sneak in it oh, no only the metal gear solid 3 has um to have snakes in it um, but there's even on Metal Gear Solid, they have VR training missions, which that on its own is almost that's a really good, fun challenge in its own right. And they just it starts off as a training thing, but there's like loads and loads of them, and they are really compelling in their own right. Um, and I don't know why someone at the very least hasn't remade the that's that thing in VR because the graphics in that are like really low, low poly kind of VR environments. Mm. Um, just a training sim environment with the enemies kind of walking up and down and you just teach you how to sneak past people and stuff but it's that in VR would be really cool but then having the kind of cinematic um, Metal Gear Solid in VR would be so cool I don't know why someone just doesn't kind of rip, rip it off and make that style of game as that's got um, stealth espionage action game in VR please somebody please just make that game well the, uh, I know obviously the um the rumoured showcase that uh, we got the exclusive of a couple of weeks ago. Thanks, mm, Alex. Yes, cool. um, there is talk of Konami possibly dropping a Metal Gear remake of some sort during that. I mean, this, so this, I'm saying this, this is I mean, out of the realms of If you could get Resident Evil Village, if they remade it, it's yeah. not a first person game, but I think there was a first person mod, uh, not mod, I think they did a version on GameCube, wasn't it, that you could have a first person mode to play in. I might be making that up. I think pretty sure there was a port to GameCube which included a first person mode. So I think it's possible. I think it's it's possible. Right. See. Well, confirmed. There you, there you go. Alex. I mean, do you know do you know how like Ben you thought about oh people that would just pick like a first person game and people that would just like I mean <laughs> just really boring people. Just really boring, boring people thought, that would yeah. just have no original thoughts. I mean, yeah. can you guess what, what what game I would pick? Could you could you guess? Um I can't I can't put myself into your mind. No. I mean I mean what, what what game do I love that you, you just don't like? There's so many. What was, it, what, was, what was top of know. my list? Can you remember what was top of my list? Oh, Portal, of course. Of course. Portal. Of course. Yeah, oh, see, yeah. I did think that did cross my mind, but I thought, no, that's a really mm. obvious answer. <laughs> it is a really obvious answer, but it's still the one that we'll I would leave that for because it's the one that I would want to play. I mean, it, yeah, I don't really care if really it's really an obvious well. answer. It is the one that I would like. And I know Valve yeah, did yeah. talk about it a couple of years ago when they brought out Half-Life Alex. People asked yeah. why there hadn't <clears> been Portal and they said it was because the, basically the technology wasn't there for them to make it the way they wanted to make it. And that was really? what they said, the excuse at the time, well, not the excuse at the time, but the reason for the time that Half-Life Alex was only coming out in Steam VR was because the technology wasn't there for any other platform to play it, which makes you think the That's technology really... is now there to be ported, which gives you hope mm. that Half-Life and Portal Alex 2 does is now a get ported. PS3 game, wasn't it? It's not so much the technology around being able to run the game, it's around the mechanics in it, I think, was more yeah, the but... thing, because you've got all the propulsion and all of that side yeah. of things. It might, it's just getting that right. It was more what the article mm. said the thing. Funny enough, I, I am actually replaying Portal at the moment because I bought it on Switch because uh, my son really wants to play it. So I'm replaying, I think he's replaying Portal with his son as well. Yes. He's about to that's what he's going to say. To. We're just filling yeah, those yeah. gaps. 
Yeah. Yeah, Billy you will be playing it. Oh, love it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good shout, Alex. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be up for giving that a go. Definitely, if they if they release that. Yeah, I'll give it a go. One one other one that I'm really surprised Laurie didn't choose, because again, I think it's quite an obvious one, is Cyberpunk. I think that would work incredibly well it in would. VR. I mean, like, if there's... Dangerous, though. People would never leave it. It becomes no, like, a true. dystopian thing that people just plug into and they'd never leave. And kind yeah. of lo-fi looks like it's going to be that, that game. True, 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 true. Good. But yeah, that would also be a great, great one. Mm, really cool. Good question, that meaty question. We could probably spend a whole episode on that one, but yeah, so and let us well deserved. <coughs> the, other, anyway, the other idea, I had, let us know you, sorry, Lonnie. So, the other idea I had up my sleeve was uh, any Quantic Dream game like Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls or um, Detroit. Um, that, Become that, human. that, yeah, that, yeah, that in VR, I think, would be really cool because it's quite they could slightly slower gameplay but very high fidelity, very well designed environments, and you're putting yourself in that character's shoes to try and answer, try and play out those scenarios and the way they can branch all those pathways in VR you really would be in that character's shoes so it would be a much really immersive experience um, I know not everyone loves their games they're a bit marmitey but um, I just think it would work really well uh, in VR mm. and all, all I was going to say is get in touch tell us what your choice would be any mm. listeners please come and tell us what you would choose what's your dream yeah, yeah well, maybe we'll absolutely let's post the question in share that question in the discord and see what people come up with yeah definitely um and speaking of getting in touch we've got another competition running this week for another 10 pound psn credit and to be in with a chance of winning that really simple this week all you need to do is go to our twitter homepage uh and retweet our pinned tweet so give us a follow while you're there retweet the pinned tweet on our twitter page which is twitter.com slash cross button vr simple as that and we will choose easy, someone easy. at random to win 10 pound psn credit or your regional equivalent amazing amazing well everyone thank you again for listening and as ever please do if you fancy getting involved uh do get in touch we'd love to hear from you and as ever leave a review too uh, last but not least please thank everyone uh for our patrons for supporting the work we do they're awesome um i've been your host laurie these two have been ben and alex and we will see you again next time until then it's goodbye <laughs>